Welcome to another episode of A Bad Bitch and Politics. It is me, once again, A Bad Bitch. And I just wanted to start off by thanking everybody for that first go-around with the first two short episodes. You know, dipping my water, dipping my water, dipping my toes in the water. Um, and figuring this out and learning and growing it's definitely going to take some time. I wasn't really expecting so many people to listen in, so that was just incredible. Um, and thank you once again. We do have quite a few things to get to, and um, I'm hoping that we can touch on everything. Um, we'll start with last week, we were talking about the possible government shutdown. With the possible government shutdown, um, this has been kind of slightly avoided. Biden did sign legislation to keep the government funded through December 3rd. This basically gives Congress time to continue negotiations and you're going to hear me say this a lot that we need to give a little and take a little. They need to be bipartisan and more willing to be bipartisan. There is so much talk from Mitch McConnell um, saying he doesn't want to do anything really that would help the Biden administration just to spite the Biden administration. And we need to get over these petty little things because it's not, it's it's bigger than what all the pettiness and, and the drama going on within Congress. It's actual people's livelihoods. There's so many people affected by this if funding is not there. And I could go more into depth with that. Um, we, I attached a link last time. I'm not sure if anybody looked at that. But if there's no government funding, things start to happen. Employees will get fur furloughed. It affects their income. Uh, Social Security, everything is slowed down. It's going to take forever to get mortgages, um, loans passed, and such. So we really need bipartisan within Congress right now. I did tell you guys that I was going to try to do more research on the debt ceiling and getting to know and understanding what that's all about because in my mind, I was kind of putting together the, the debt ceiling and um, this government funding that needed to happen. I thought they were kind of together and they kind of are, but they kind of aren't. And I've learned that the debt ceiling is an increase so that we are able to pay our debts that we incurred from the past, not the future. And I'm sorry, somebody's slamming the door outside. Um, so it's the government funding is separate because that is for future expenses. Raising the debt ceiling is for past spending. And that is a little more clear to me. I do think that you know, it's like, why is it so hard for Congress to be bipartisan in raising the debt ceiling? It's to pay past expenses. So if we incurred, or debts, I'm sorry, not expenses. So if we incurred these debts, we need to pay them. So there should be no ifs, ands, or buts about it. However, I am still researching even more information on this whole debt ceiling concept because it's, it just seems like a simple concept to me. We created debt, now we have to pay it. And so in order to pay that, we have to increase our our ceiling, you know, metaphorically speaking. And so I just don't understand why we can't be bipartisan on that issue. 
And it is my understanding that if this debt ceiling does not get raised, the U.S. will go into default, which would cause a huge financial catastrophe for the entire country and probably put us into another recession, which obviously I am not a fan of. You know, thinking about this country going into another recession in the middle of a pandemic still, you know, it's just, it's not my style. So to wrap up last Thursday's end of discussion on this topic, I will give you more information once again on funding, government funding, um, when December rolls around because I'm sure there'll be more talk about it. Like I'm sure government, government, I'm sure Congress is just going to sit on this and go bicker back and forth until December comes around and who knows what's going to happen. And with the debt ceiling thing, I just wanted to remind you all that mid-October, October 18th, I think to be exact, is the day that the debt ceiling needs to be raised. And if not, I'm, ugh, my anxiety is going crazy thinking about it. But that is the wrap-up on the last Thursday's discussion. Now, so much has happened. I literally am like, I don't even know where to start. There's the Pandora Papers. There's the Facebook whistleblower and all these things are happening and it's like, what is going on? Our country is about to enter a financial catastrophic event and all these like things keep happening. Facebook went down. There was a whistleblower. What conspiracies are going on? (laughs) I am, I don't know if I consider myself a conspiracy theorist, although I do dabble and look into different sides of things. I'm not sure if I would consider them conspiracies. They're just, you know, possible other explanations that we are unaware of, I suppose. Um, But let's start with the Pandora Papers. Now, this is literally, I mean, it's kind of, it's not funny, but it kind of is because it's like, oh no, a whole bunch of rich people doing shady things. And it's like, duh, that's just, I just expect that from crazy rich people. They're obviously doing shady things. That's how they are rich. That's how they're staying rich. And that is not a fact. That is my 100% personal opinion, just for the record. Um, So let's dive in with these Pandora Papers. And I am getting this uh, next few sentences from AP News. I will attach the link. I try to state sources or let you guys know where I'm getting my information from, just so you're aware, so that you guys can keep me in check as well as I keep others in check. So, um, AP News says that many wealthy rich people are hiding their wealth from tax collectors in many different ways, either in real estate, yachts, Um, you name it. And once again, I am not surprised by this. It's actually like normal for me to think that this is happening. Um, But I am going to, I know I keep saying I'm going to attach a link, but there's just so much in this, in these Pandora papers. And um, I want you guys just to read some of the people that were in it because I mean, Shakira, come on, that is hilarious to me. So we will we will just see what is going on um the secrecy behind it and what kind of tax policies they are breaking if they're breaking any and i'm i kind of am enjoying this although i'm not because you know 
um, they need to be paying their fair share just like I am. Like, I'm a broke bitch out here, so if the rich are hiding their wealth and riches so that they can avoid certain taxes, like, you need to pay because I gotta pay. <laughs> so, um, yes, that is the Pandora Papers. We will, I'm sure, be discussing more of that as more information comes out. And moving on to the Facebook whistleblower, this also is, like, not surprising to me. Um, For those of you that do not know, a Facebook employee named Frances, who has been with Facebook for about two years, came out and exposed Facebook with a bunch of research that she took that Facebook basically said they didn't have. So, um... Once again, this is not shocking. Today, she did testify before the Senate, and if you didn't watch it, I will once again post a link so that you can watch it. Um, They were asking her different questions, and they seemed so simple and like we already knew all the answers. And some of the things that stuck out to me was like, you know, the fact that Facebook is prioritizing profit and money over misinformation being spread and what that causes within people and anger and um you know mental health issues and it's like we already know this and one of the statements was like you know research shows that instagram does affect children's mental health and once again obviously like a child looking at adult photos where the adults are editing their own photos to change their appearance, obviously children are going to start to become self-conscious, even more so during their teenage years, during puberty, and as their bodies change, and we go through these crazy hormonal changes, and now they're being faced looking at these adults changing their appearance. That, That is just so obvious. That's obviously affecting mental health within children. And, oh, goodness, it's like, we, and the, the funny part is that we know these things, but yeah, we're all still complacent. We're all still using these apps. We're all still, you know, going about our lives. And there's so many people still spreading misinformation on Facebook. I just saw one today. You know, the people just hit the share button. And it's like, that's obviously not true. Like, did you even do anything or do you just stare at your screen and hit the share button when when you get mad and angry and you're like yeah this this proves my point you know it's kind of getting ridiculous but facebook went down the day after she did her 60 minute interview and of course the conspiracy theories are going wild um some people were saying that oh facebook is scrubbing everything they are backpedaling they are doing this and then some people were like no um it's hackers the hackers are getting in and doing things and i of course facebook says oh we had an internal error our bad we're back though (laughs) um and it's so funny because so many adults were like oh it was so nice to just get off of facebook for a day and enjoy my time with my children and it's like uh, do you not normally enjoy your time with your children? Like, are you really that involved being on Facebook all day, every day? So it was just kind of funny. I chuckled a little bit, um, but none of this was new information to me. 
you know, obviously Facebook is in it for the money. They don't care about people or the mental health of the public. Goodness gracious, we have covered a lot. And I feel like I just spoke a million miles per minute. Um, I guess we'll just wrap it up with there and see what else happens this week. I mean, it is Tuesday night right now. There's there's so much that could still happen. And I was kind of waiting to post this. But if I didn't, this thing would have been three hours long tonight. <laughs> so... We will wrap it up with that. I will post links. As always, um, I really encourage people to cite sources. And I, I would love to hold myself accountable as well. And oh my goodness, I did not even talk about Saturday, the Women's March. Hold on one second and rewind because I want to give a shout out to every single person that marched on Saturday all across the U.S. And a special shout out to the people that were marching in areas, certain places in Texas and Alabama and southern states that are predominantly against women's reproductive rights because that took a shit ton of courage because there's people out there that you know, do not want us women to have our own autonomy rights. And for you guys to go out there and stick yourselves out there in front of those people is incredible. I had an amazing time marching with my two sisters and my soon-to-be brother-in-law. And it's just the empowerment that I felt as a woman leaving there was unlike none other. And it, the, the ability to do it with my sisters was just so incredible. So... Thank goodness I remembered that because I would have been really upset if I didn't include that tonight. (sighs) We can finally take a deep breath. (laughs) All right, I will see you guys next week on A Bad Bitch in Politics. Remember to go out there and be the baddest bitch you can.